Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we are back. You're listening to another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We are joined, as always, we got the crew, LJ Pops. What's going on? What First up? First week of March Madness in the books. How hoop, you doing? Hoop, hoop, I mean, it it's is. been a, a good tournament so far. That's all I got to say. The I wasn't sure about the, the change in the schedule. I'm still not sure about it. It was weird having it Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. There was definitely times Monday where I thought it was Sunday just because I'm used to the, the first round ending on Sunday. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. No, it's Monday. Okay. But uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I spend way too much time watching this damn tournament. And my entire last four days have been like, what team plays at what time? How to flip channels? There's been a lot of basketball consumed. I've enjoyed it. But this little break is going to be nice, I think, Pops. What do you think? <laughs> Completely agree. When there was basketball again on Monday, it was like, oh, my God. I can't believe I've got it again. And interestingly enough, uh, I believe it was the two night games were pretty much blowouts Monday night. And right. uh, so I kind of got just like, uh, you want to watch a, a romantic, a rom-com or something? <laughs> we didn't. We didn't. I just didn't, I contemplated it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that la- it was kind of nice. That last little bit on Monday, like Alabama just, well, it wasn't nice for Maryland or uh And those that uh, own Maryland fans. and a Calcutta, yeah, it wasn't very nice at all. <laughs> it wasn't nice. But for, for just like to be able to unplug for a second, to have USC and Alabama both just drain every shot they take and win by 20. <laughs> where I could be like, okay, I don't have to be totally plugged in. I can maybe like close my eyelids for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a fun bracket, uh, I think, and we'll get into this in a little, in a second, but it, we say this every year, it's been chaotic and this is the b- craziest bracket ever, but it, it might actually be in that, right? Or we could just tease it a little bit, LJ. Isn't it close to maybe the craziest bracket we've ever seen? I mean, if you measure the the craziness of the bracket, in the way that we measure bonus points in our bracket challenges. So that's, uh, you know, if a seven uh, loses to a 10, then there's three bonus points. If you find all the potential bonus points in two rounds of this, this is the second highest scoring bracket of all time, including the entire brackets um, that I've ever seen. In the, the, the entire uh, tournament of each of those years. So halfway through the tournament, we are well above the median. Well, well I mean, we're above. getting we're getting a 15 to the sweet 16. You got 12s beating fives, like always. A couple 13s beating fours. I mean, it's it's all over the place. We'll get into it in a second because I do think there's a reason. I, I have some some thoughts on maybe why it is this way. And one of them, LJ, you led me to it. So we'll get to that in a minute. But first, let me if if you're cashing in on some of these upsets, maybe your bracket is busted like the rest of America. And if you want to still get on the action, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. We know we know the NBA is in full swing. Obviously, college basketball is right in the thick of things. And there's also NFLs. You might be thinking about it with some free agency stuff going on. They got some futures you can put on there. Go Broncos! Look, it's all over at Bet Online. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website to use your mobile de- or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus. So what that means, you know, I think like we talked about this last week, where 
or maybe it was two weeks ago where we our our, our listeners are the smartest listeners out there. Well, obviously, and they so have good taste. Spell sometimes I, we decided they could <laughs> yeah. definitely spell armchair. <laughs> sometimes I explain things that don't need to be explained, but that fifty percent welcome bonus. So I, if I drop a hundred dollars in, fifty extra dollars, fifty free money. Fifty That's just free money. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts and. What's great about BetOnline is, and we listened last week, we had the expert and we talked about it. The best thing to do is look at the lines and how they move throughout the week. And BetOnline is, if not the earliest odds, they're right up there. As soon as games ended on Monday night, they already had like, I think they might've had USC line before the game was even over for the next <laughs> week. I mean, they are quick with it. Shout and out to that Dave. Helps out, yeah, and that helps out the gambler because if you're betting, sometimes you jump on a line that just is a dumb line. And even Dave said last week, they put out dumb lines on accident every now and then. And so with them being early, it's just worth keeping mm-hmm. on. And they're easy. The The interface is good. It's the best place to play. And go get that uh, 50% welcome bonus. I got a question, and, Kev. Yeah, what's it, up? If you had like $5 burning a hole in your pocket and you decided you wanted to try to turn that into a few hundred, where would you go? Well, I would go personally. I'd go over to Bet Online and throw maybe – a. I, I'm going to say this one, uh, be careful with your gambling, but I threw down a seven game parlay and it may or may not have won. And that cashes out to a very big check. So if you get that 50% welcome bonus and you want to throw just, just like a dollar or two, those parlays can out, but be careful because those parlays cat those parlays cash out for a big reason because they <laughs> often lose. Yeah. So I'm not telling you to go just stick out a ton of parlays and blow all that money. But, but if you don't throw a couple bucks, it's a pretty good it. place to make the games a little bit more entertaining. And once you win all that money, eh, you might want to go buy something. And if you're into sneakers, there's one place to go do it. From rare dead stock to the latest release. You can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for one for a one-of-one one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot to your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram it, eBay, regardless if you're buying shoes from eBay, they are the best place to do it. They got an authenticity guarantee for all your sneakers. They make sure everything on there is inspected by independent professional authenticators. They verify the box, the logo, the stitching, and dozens of other inspection points to make sure what you're getting is the real deal. It's not those off-brand Jordans, those fake Nikes or the Adidas with two stripes, not three or four. They make sure everything you got is the real deal. And, and if you're into selling sneakers, it is free to sell on eBay for anything over $100. And that just helps you out because some of those other sites take as much as 25% from your sale. And so if you're selling some of those nice shoes and you know they're real, eBay is going to authenticate them and then they're going to give you free to sell. So you can just get extra cash in your pocket. So it is the That's best great. place to go. eBay.com slash sneakers. Make sure you're going to that link. It's the way it's the do, way. Do they take stimulus checks or? Air Force Ones. They take it all. If you got, if it's green, they take it. They they like that green cash. Uh, now let's get to the tournament. Um, I think my first thought on this, and we 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 might jump around a little bit, pops, but my first thought is, um, I went into this thinking of the Power Five conferences, and maybe I let you know. That fake news media. No, I'm kidding. But maybe I'll let everyone tell me how awesome the Big Ten was. And they did seem awesome. But the Big Ten was supposed to be the best conference. Maybe the Big 12. Uh, the Pac-12 was not supposed to be the best Power 5 conference. And Bill Walton says, hold on, buddy. The Conference of Champions is 9-1 and one so far in this Damn. bracket. With the only loss being Colorado, who I did hear some Pac-12 fans saying, well, the Pac-10 is not a no. The old Pac-10, because Colorado was an ad here recently. So, <laughs> But either way, Pops, what did you think about the Big Ten struggling and Pac-12, just in general, what's the, the conferences? Well, I'm going to read you something that a buddy of ours sent to us that oh, okay. uh, is a friend of the pod. And it and it's about the Big Ten because I had read about the Big Ten and how hard they played against each other and how they were going to really rule in the tournament when they finally got to play somebody other than themselves. And so here's what our buddy Eric had to say. Well, oh, well, the mighty Big Ten gets nine teams in the tournament and only one makes it out of the first weekend. One out of nine in the Sweet 16. 
two number one seeds and two number two seeds. Hashtag overrated. Hashtag again. Hashtag <laughs> just like in football. <laughs> Side note, the Big Ten Conference hasn't had a team win the national championship in basketball since Michigan State in 2000. Wow. Way to go, Eric. He nailed that. No kidding. And, and you know, that it is, is, I, it's just that true. Is from a, an SEC homer, which I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with them. Well, that is an SEC and ACC North Carolina homer. Let's just be, <laughs> let's just be but truthful. Call a spade a spade. But that's just, what Eric did. And that's what he did, no doubt. And, and, uh, you know, Michigan State, I really – they, I, Tom Izzo's this great coach, all this, that, and the other. I know I had picked them as an upset to, on the play-in game. Of course, they got spanked at – well, they got they got beat in the in the play-in game by UCLA. Uh, and then UCLA has shown out. Uh, UCLA's a yeah, member have. of what conference? Maybe that one you mentioned? Oh, yeah, yeah, the yep. Pac-12. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that has been amazing. You know, the ACC – uh, out. I don't know if they're out, but certainly, uh, let's see, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Duke didn't make it. Uh, Maryland's out. Maryland may be Big uh, East. Syracuse. Syracuse is the – That's Big East, the, I think, isn't it? They used to be. They're ACC now. Are they? Okay. Um, so, yeah, the Pac-12 has – unfortunately for the Pac-12, though, they will lose someone for sure because USC is playing Oregon. So, they will lose one team this next weekend. But bit bit a big week for them. Up. Uh, is it? Let's go. We've now had a weekend to digest. Is it still before the bracket? We said it's Gonzaga's bracket to lose. They're the number one team. Has anything changed, Pops? Well, Arkansas's in the Sweet Sixteen, and uh... <laughs> let's actually, yeah, let's stop. You know, let's. I'm glad you did that. Let's take a moment. You know, I they've at times they'll teach you if you if you're at work if you're a host of a show or in any sort of media you don't need to show your fandom. Well, BS. The Razorbacks <laughs> are in the Sweet 16 for the first time in 25 years. A huge win over Texas Tech, and they will be playing the Darlings, Oral Roberts. But I mean, there are three seed going against 15. You do like your chances, but. Pops, how awesome has it been to watch the Razorbacks win? Well, it's been awesome. And I'll tell you what I've been really impressed with is the emergence of Justin Smith. That guy has really started to play in this tournament and really shown up. Um, You know, but they've had some balanced scoring. You know, in the last game, I think you had uh, Moody and Davis and one other guy with like 15 to 13 points. So so you've had some balanced scoring around the uh, 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 on the team. Uh, you know, it was a tight game, but they held. Yeah, they had 20 from Justin Smith, 15 from Devo Davis, 15 from Moody, 10 from Tate. Just a, a different guys all over the court. And no, Tate didn't score a lot. And, you know, he's that guy that we've talked about. He can sometimes shoot he you into a, a game or shoot you out of a game. <laughs> I think he had six to nine points in that. But now he can he can blow up for 20, 25 any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like I say, yeah, he can shoot uh, three for 13 and kill you. Because he will not. He has not seen or, a shot he doesn't like, for sure. But I'm excited. So, I'm, a, I'm a Razorback. I'm excited. Let's see. We got over. I mean, we beat them. We beat them earlier in the year, by the way. Interestingly, so there was a little talk before the year. I don't know yeah. if you've seen this, but there was a little talk before the year about Arkansas didn't play anybody in their non-conference. They were scheduling all these small schools. But you look back, some of those schools they challenged, North Texas, they had an upset in the first round. ORU, they're still playing. And Abilene Christian, yep. oh, they had an upset in the first round over Texas. Musselman actually talked about it. He said, we did. We had. Uh, he was talking about some of his assistant coaches and him. They got together and they looked at all the teams in those other smaller conferences that they thought would probably win their championship and could be frisky in the tournament. And that's who they targeted to schedule because it's a very good chance they could play them later in the year. And he didn't play them, but he – well, I guess he will with ORU, but he was right. Those teams were all good. And now that non-conference schedule doesn't look so bad uh-huh. looking back at it. Better than a lot of yeah. teams that thought they could schedule Duke and like uh, have a conference uh, or a, a tournament <laughs> right. team. Um, and I just got to say, I, they beat a 14-seed toothpaste. They can beat a 15-seed mouth. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the Oral Robertson Colgate. Yeah, I like where you're going with it. But is it time, Pops? Do you want to just say, do we just want to give a nice shout out and thank you to Eric Musselman? I, am all, I was already all aboard the must bus, but man. I really like him as a coach. I, it's not time to build a statue, but I hope we build a statue one day because, man, he's, he's fun. I'm, I'm like you. I, I like the guy. He's fun. He's, he, he, his enthusiasm is contagious. I do think he's a good coach. Uh, I'm like you. I'm not ready to build the statue, but I hope in 15 <laughs> years we are. I really do. I want him to stick around. Uh, I just genuinely like the guy. I think the players like and respect him. 
Um, I think he's a good coach. I really do. I think we got a, a – I don't know if he was uh, unknown for sure. I guess he was at Las Vegas uh, and, and certainly – or he was he's at Nevada. Nevada. He, he's at Nevada. Um, so he Which he made a sweet, sweet 16 at Nevada the last he, time he, they were in the tournament. He did, and I hear there's some teams looking at him. Uh, leave us alone, Indiana. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and, you know, the thing is about Arkansas, and it won't belabor the point too much, but uh, being in the SEC, there's money there. I think, I think we can pay Musselman whatever needs to happen to keep him there financially, uh, and I think he's getting a really good taste of what Arkansas fandom and success is like. And, oh, my God, what a lot to be excited about with the football team doing better, uh, the baseball team had a little rough bump there about a couple of They're still ranked number ago, one overall, though. But still ranked number one overall. So still a, just I'm relishing in this time of my <laughs> Arkansas fandom. It, it is a good time to be a Hog fan. Let's just hope the uh, the run continues. It'll be a fun matchup. They will, however, come up. So I think Gonzaga is the best team in the tournament. We said that before, Pops. I, is Baylor clearly the top number two? You know, I really liked Illinois, but I think, you know, with them obviously going out to to, to a Loyola team that, by the way, I have some interest in, um, I, I, they're yeah. not done. Um, but Gonzaga is the big favorite. I've got I've got a financial interest in a, a, the Big Blue, Go Big Blue Michigan, um, and was really excited to see, by the way, that uh, Phil Martelli is a, an assistant coach there uh, with Jawan Howard. He used to be at, I think it was Princeton – or I can't recall mm-hmm. where he was, but he would really work that backdoor cut. He just I, – I really liked his coaching and what he could do. Um, I so knew I'm, I had read that uh, Jawan Howard really wanted to get a very experienced assistant coach to kind of – because Jawan Howard's a new coach. I mean, he's had a ton of time on the bench, but to run a program is a little different. So I do think that was part of the hiring, and it seems to have worked so far. I'll tell you one other thing. If Alabama hits threes like they did uh, last night, God. wow, uh, they looked – Amazing! Now Arkansas beat them also once before in the before in the regular season. So, but uh, some scary teams left. U- University of Houston. I mean, who knows? But they've had two pretty successful games. Uh, and Syracuse. So Syracuse. You know, Syracuse. When they're when they're ten seed or lower, all Bayham does is go to the Sweet Sixteen every time it's a ten seed or well, lower, legitimately. And I did watch uh, Nova versus North Texas, one of the few games I watched, and they made it look like it was middle schoolers playing against them. I mean, that's not a bad basketball team there either. Yeah. yeah. Nova, all they heard about was how Gillespie's out and they're going to get upset by Winthrop, and now they're in the Sweet 16. I, I think we might have forgot Jay Wright's still a really freaking good coach. Yeah. So maybe we shouldn't have just crossed them off. I do want to stop that and talk about that Loyola-Chicago-Illinois game. One, as you mentioned, that game was not – the seeding shows it's an upset and does feel like an upset with them being number one overall seed, but that wasn't some fluky thing. They outplayed – Illinois from the very tip and Cameron Crutwig who came into this tournament as you'll remember came into this tourney as the favorite for the Pitsnoggle award and he seems to be the favorite after one week he's, he's certainly done nothing to hurt himself I can tell you that he's still got he's still got the mustache he's balding a little bit still thick and straight up outplayed uh Kofi Coburn who's maybe the best big man in basketball and Crutwig was running in circle well uh, jogging circles because he's light on his loafers um but he played great but my issue is that is where Loyola Chicago was seated was crap. They should not have been an eight seed. No, they, clearly. The Ramblers were ranked seventh in Kim Palm rankings behind only Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Illinois, and Houston, and Iowa. All four one seeds and two of the two seeds. So they're one of the best teams ranked in uh, the Kim Palm, and they were good the last time they were in the tournament. And it's a lot of the same guys, and that coach is a really good coach. And I think the selection committee thought, Ooh, you know what's a good draw for CBS? If we can get Loyola Chicago, oh, an Illinois school going up, up against Illinois, who everybody's big on, that's a big TV draw, which is true. It probably was. But that's not fair to Illinois or Loyola Chicago to have that matchup. Loyola Chicago should have been a five or six seed probably. Now, they're, they're still going, but I'm kind of annoyed with the selection committee playing to the ratings a little bit in there. Well, let's see. They're going against Oregon State next, who did put on a show against Oklahoma State last night. But uh, or was I think it was last night, wasn't it? Two nights ago, I think. Two, two nights, nights ago. ago. It's uh, hard to keep up. <laughs> but but you got to like I like Loyola's chances to advance and beat Oregon State uh, in that and get to the Elite Eight. And, and then you got a Syracuse or Houston team. And by the, I, Buddy Bayheim, <laughs> that, that guy's good. 
Y'all. Seventy percent. He shoots from, from anywhere. Seventy percent from uh, three points in the. Uh, I think it was the first game, and like forty eight in the second game. Guy can shoot. He crosses half court, and he's in range. He's in range. <laughs> I mean, he, he is in range. Now, oh, Crutwig though. Before you get off Crutwig, I did notice. So, in this, the first game, his uh, his line was. Uh, hang on, hang on. This is worth talking about. Uh, damn it. Well, while you look through your notes, did you know that Crutwig, uh, his girlfriend, told him he had to he had to shave that mustache that he grew out during the pandemic, and oh, yeah. uh, his team is very superstitious. And he said, "Not picking them over you." I'm sorry, <laughs> mustache stays. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had him. His line in the first game over Georgia Tech, he was ten points, five rebounds, zero assists, zero assist. Ugh. In the second game, his stat line was nineteen, twelve, and five, and it looked like, and I think I've heard somebody say this about the guy at, at the Denver Nuggets, uh, the offense does run through run through Crutwig like it does through Jokic, uh, Jokic in the pros. And he is – boy, has he improved since two years ago. Wow. He was good. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. definitely – He's definitely the great value version of Jokic. He's not Jokic, but you're <laughs> right. They do. They run him up at that high post. And none of the passes really look fancy, but it's like the perfect bounce pass. It's the perfect overhead. I mean, he just – he does the little things really, really well. And – Chicago, Illinois plays great defense. I mean, Loyola, Chicago plays great defense, and their offensive set. I mean, every time they called a timeout or had a dead ball, they came out and ran a play. They got two points. I mean, they just are really well coached team and play good defense. Hard to beat that team in the tournament. And as we've mentioned, with them taking out Illinois, Houston, we don't know about. Houston could be great, but we don't haven't really seen that bracket. Anything could happen. Yeah. Any four of these teams. Yeah could be in the final four and I wouldn't be totally shocked. I hope it's Syracuse because I have some money on them, but uh, any four of these teams could do it, uh, which that gets me LJ. So we've seen a ton of upsets. We got Abilene beating Texas. <clears throat> we got uh, Syracuse <laughs> advancing uh, Oregon state still going oral Roberts. The they're, they're into the sweet 16. What do you have on us? Is this as mad, like, as chaotic as we've, it looks, or is this just another year and we're just kind of forgot about it because we didn't have the bracket last year? Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it is, it's by every single metric that I can come up with. This is already, um, if the tournament ended today, it's a top three tournament of craziness in any metric you can look at any single one of them. And, uh, I mean, I've got some of the old historic ones that are, that are within the, the realm. If you guys want to like talk about them. Um, well, how far back do you have to go to find one? That's relevant, or well, how many are even close? 2018 was relatively close. Uh, uh, the beginning of uh, Sister Jean's reign of terror. Um, uh, 2014, 2013, 2006, 1999, and then 1986 are all seven of the uh, tournaments that were within the ballpark of the first two rounds of this tournament. So, I mean... By within the ballpark, are you saying like a game or two, or like they're just... The, close like, so is it still so based on the metric we've got uh where i i kind of mentioned beforehand if a seven beats a uh uh what is it a 10 a 10 beats a seven a 10, 10 beats, beats a seven, seven thank you then that's three points if uh you know a 15 beats a two that's 13 points um right this tournament already currently has 105 points um i think there are only three that have 105 or higher from previous years um and uh total, total for the entire tournament one of them had 111, um, and uh, it was the first, uh, it was 2014, the first national championship not to feature a number one, a number two, or a number three. That's what it took to get that number for that tournament. We're already, I mean, one more upset. We're already beating that with this year. So um, this is, I mean, this is absolute insanity. Um, so basically, even if this bracket goes chalk the rest of the way and the higher seed wins every single game from here on out, it's still one of the... Most chaotic brackets it is, we've ever seen. It is genuinely one of the top three most chaotic brackets. E yeah, even if the favorite always wins from here on out. So do you have a thought on why? Is it just because there's no fans or the bubble or what do you think? Well, okay, so we did kind of talk about this. So I, you're obviously, like, you have an idea of what I'm thinking. But I think, like, COVID plays a big part in it, obviously, um, because yeah. that plays a big part in every single thing that's happening these days. And it's t exhausting me, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you and the rest, I think you're, I think there's a lot of people who agree it is exhausting. Yeah. Let's just, oh man. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, so my thoughts are, um, for one, um, 
teams didn't get seeded properly because you talked about out of conference games. A lot of teams didn't even really get to play their out of conference games where they had games canceled constantly. So there are a lot of teams that I think are, and then you mentioned Loyola poorly ranked, um, even though they were ranked high. Um, I think the rankers just had a hard time putting together this, uh, this bracket. And then I think another part of it is it's showing that like, you know, these, uh, these, what do you call them? Blue chippers coming out of high school that usually are the one and dones that, uh, that change the entire tournament. I mean, they didn't really get to play that much last year, so they're probably not ranked properly either. So the recruiting, it had to come down to which coaches could build their team as opposed to who could just get the number one McDonald's All-American. Um, yeah. That's what you had texted us. Point. Uh, we were just talking before, and you texted that line where you said something along the lines of, you might, you might be learning what coaches actually do their homework and recruit the guy they think fits their team best and what coach just goes – He's the number one player in the nation. Let me try to get him. I think my, my exact phrase was which coaches look at the Kelly Blue Book value and and buy that way. So, <laughs> And uh, one of those coaches may be uh, Coach K, who uh, <laughs> is not in the tournament. I don't know. I, I'm a Duke fan, so that hurt me to say. But, yeah, Duke didn't even make the tournament. Yeah. And I think you're dead on with without having as much non-conference stuff. It's just hard to gauge because we – we thought the Big Ten was the best – a lot of people thought the Big Ten was the best conference in basketball, and they beat up on each other, but maybe they weren't. Maybe they were the third best conference, and none of those teams were as good as we thought. I don't know. I just think it was hard to tell, and then you can't leave out the fact that being in the bubble where these – these one, these players have already had a year, which is unlike any other. You've heard that before. But they, they couldn't go out as much. They needed to kind of quarantine because any, any positive test, and now your team's taking a pause for a week or two. And so during the regular season, they were already having to kind of not go out with friends. And then now they're in this bubble where you can't do anything. I mean, you're just in this hotel. That's it. I, it wouldn't be shocking to me that some of these teams, as soon as you get down by 10, you're like, I'm, I'm tired of this year. I'm ready to get back to my family yeah. and my girlfriend and my brother and sister. And I think that has an impact on it. Some of these teams – like. I have heard people, most of these are people that are Big Ten people going, but some of the reason people think they might have uh, had a bad showing is because they were in the same bubble for the Big Ten tournament. So any team that did good in the Big Ten tournament, they just stayed in Indianapolis in the bubble all the way through the week and through here. And I, it, I, it just has to have, just staying at my house for a week straight with not talking to anyone has a part on my mental. And so you got to think these players, it can get in your head a little bit and just kind of go, Damn, I'm tired of being here. Whatever, we lost. It's I'm going home. I'm ready to go home. So I, mm. I just think it's a weird year, and it's showing up in the brackets. Faux show. Yeah, no kidding. Well, and I want to address the, to the seating, and I, I think it was wasn't it Colgate that had had a record of like sixteen or seventeen and and three fourteen and one, I think. But they'd only played four teams all year. They played like four teams, army four, four times. times, and then, yeah, what? yeah, yeah, because a lot of games got canceled with COVID, so they legit played. Four teams, maybe five teams all year, but three of those teams, they played like four each and in the conference tournament. Yeah. Why so so th that brings me to a quick little question I've got. Why are the playing games 11 seeds? Why isn't Colgate a 16 team trying to play in for one of the four 16 seeds? Like, why is that? Like, what the hell? Well, there. Well, I think two so, of them are 16 and two of them are 11. Aren't yes, they? I think well, that is correct. Yeah, yeah that 16s correct. and 11s this year, at least. Um but like, well, and I, and think, I think the thought that's is, how it always go ahead. Is, well, no, I mean, I've, yes. I've, like I said, I've gone through every tournament since 1985, um, and it the the number varies on the playing games when they've had them. Obviously, well, so I believe LJ and you correct me if I'm wrong. It, when they they first introduced the playing games, it was just 16s, and then they threw in the 11s. And I believe the reason they threw in the 11s is like let's get some reason because if it was two 16s and one of them's going to be. 16 before a couple years ago, Virginia knows all too well before we never thought a 16 seed even had a shot. So it's like, why even watch these playing games unless you're just an avid hoops fan? I mean, so I hear like, that, but I think that's pretty shitty UCLA to the 11 seeds that they have to play an extra game when there's a school like Colgate that's like barely like capable of being in this tournament because they've only played four games or four teams all year. Like it. it well, Colgate won their conference tournament. See, well, so that's, get automatic I, that's Fair. arguable. Fair. I, I don't know if that, I mean, I guess that rewards you know, the team getting hot at the right time, but it does get, those are a lot of times are your 16 seeds. Those Georgetowns, which I, Georgetown was, uh, what were they? They weren't a 16. No, uh, they, were, they a were a 12. They were a 12 with a 13 and 12 record, but they happened to win their, their, the tournament, the Big East, I think. So, um, yes. You know, I like the fact that they let a couple of 11 seeds because there's always some bubble teams that don't get in. And, you know, this year we did have, by the way, I think four teams among them. Louisville was, I think we talked about this, was the first one in if someone dropped out with COVID, which right. VCU, is it VCU or Virginia Tech? 
I think it's VCU. VCU. But the rule was that they dropped out by a certain It was day. by a certain Since VCU day. VCU yeah. dropped out on game day, that game just ended. And which I do want to say that sucks. That I sucks feel bad for VCU yeah, guys. You, you got yeah. in the bubble and you did all that and you didn't even get a chance to play. Yeah. That's that's tough. But uh, interestingly, LJ, uh, someone in the play-in game, ever, ever since they started doing it where there's 11 seeds in it, someone from the, the, the four play-in games has always made it to the Sweet 16. And UCLA keeps that streak going. So, well, uh, my point is the the point though that I'm trying to make is I mean I understand what you're saying about selling tickets to games and selling TV ads, but it, these 11 seeds clearly should be in the tournament. I mean I think is like what I'm getting at. A UCLA should be in the tournament. They shouldn't have to play somebody to get into the tournament. Um, and and they've made that obvious. And and like you're saying, one team every year makes that obvious. It's just I mean I understand you're taking 68 teams. So really, you know, what, what does it matter what number they have next to them? Um, but I don't know. It's yeah. just so weird that you're picking 11 out of all of the numbers for a play-in game. I, I don't know. And the, and the person arguing the other side would say, win your conference tournament and you ain't got to worry well, about hey, it. So hey, I, hey. But yeah. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm just going, getting both sides out. Um, <laughs> That's right, though. Let's see. Other historical things from this. We talked about Oral Roberts, but they are, I believe, the second 15 seed ever yeah, I, to make to the Sweet yeah, 16. Yeah, so uh, in 2013, this is another one of those yeah. years that was one of the years. Um, Florida Gulf Coast uh, is the first Dunk 15 City. seed, yeah, Dunk City, to ever make uh, the Sweet 16. And uh, they got knocked out by Florida. So um, in true uh, Christian fashion, Oral Roberts took care of their brothers and, uh, <laughs> and knocked out Florida to get into the Sweet 16. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's kind of a cool and, little, yeah, turn around. And the last coach, the coach of Florida Gulf Coast at the time, Andy Enfield, is now the coach at USC, still in the tournament, which, oh. interestingly, Andy Enfield, if you're out there gambling, I'm just throwing this out there, Andy Enfield is now 9-0 and against the spread in the NCAA tournament, dating back to his Florida Gulf Coast. Damn. He's 6-0 and with USC and 3-0 and with Florida Gulf Coast. Damn. So I, I'm just throwing it out there. You might just bet the spread with Andy uh, Enfield. Let me make well, that. Do you Andy think Enfield nine and zero against the spread? Do you think there's a factor <laughs> yeah, that, that Oregon's played less that? games though? Do, Do you think there's a factor in this that Oregon's played less games, and so maybe they'll be a little bit more fresh than a Sweet Six team should be? You know, I wondered how that would. I wondered how that would affect the Iowa game because Oregon was a team that people kind of liked in the tournament because they can get hot, they can shoot, and they got good guards. And I just wondered. Without playing the VCU thing, does that make them more fresh, or does that make them? Because sometimes rusty. the tournament, yeah, sometimes the tournament's about who's hot. And yeah. playing that game before, you can get hot. And so I, I wondered, but they did upset Iowa, who a lot of people thought was as good a two seed out there. Then again, Eric Elkins would tell you they're from the Big Ten, <laughs> so we we, should, we overrated them. But I, I don't know. Do you think, Dad? Do you think they're more fresh by not playing that game against Iowa? Well, Iowa, but but I, I, not necessarily. But but you're if you're saying that, then you're saying that UCLA is worn out because they played the play-in. Yeah, game. they and shouldn't have to play a play-in you, game. <laughs> UCLA is not worn out. They look. Imagine what they would be. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Basketball is such a different sport. You know, yeah, I do think those. True. You know, two game, two games in two days. Still, you know, you probably lose your legs a little bit, but we're all on equal footing. I thought probably uh, they had a little break. Uh, in the first game because they were fresher, but now I think it's just, just yeah, all all bets that's are fair. Off. That's it's, fair. We talked about Crutwick. He's still probably the leader right now. If you're trying to get like some live action in on the Pitsnoggle Award, he's still probably the the, the favorited. There was Dad. I, I just want to see if you were if you had anybody that stood out. I know there's one. They fortunately, I think we've made a new rule. Actually, LJ. Also, we were watching games on the first round. I think you have to win. At least your oh, first game. round game, yeah. And almost, I hate that. And almost get to the second weekend, yeah. But you have to win at least a game because that wasn't there. Some 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 folks over on Eastern Washington that had a shot. Oh, what was man. that? The Groves boys, uh, Tanner <laughs> and James, I think, were their name. Oh my God, I fell in love with these guys. I mean, they. If you would see them, these are guys you would meet out at deer camp, right? I mean, these they don't look like <laughs> ball players. Uh, but it's the guy that you go get to the gym and, you know, he, you pick him last and then he kicks everybody's <laughs> ass on the court. I mean, these two guys could play and I've got, let's see their stats. Tanner scored his Which line. Which is the one that looks like a lumberjack. Yeah. He's the big lumberjack, the, the forward, kind of a power, a deer, a deer camp forward, uh, 35 <laughs> points, five rebounds, zero assists. And Jacob, uh, 
uh, Groves, the guard, had 23 points, nine rebounds, and one assist. So they they weren't really good at getting the ball to the open man, but they were good at putting it in the bucket. And uh, boy, had they gotten into so the so together weekend. they had 58 rebounds and or 58 points and 14, and 14 rebounds, rebounds just from the Groves brother. Those guys and were impressive. They shot 19 for 29 from the field. So they had a really good – I mean, those guys were really good. And it was – I felt bad for them watching them go off the court. You saw uh, Tanner, the older brother, and Jacob was younger. And they're kind of like tearing up. and Because they gave Kansas a real run for their money. They were up uh, eight at half. And they were up probably 10 minutes left in the second half. And then Kansas kind of turned it on ended up winning by nine. But you saw them walking off the court and – the other brother was they were kind of tearing up, and the older brother Tanner tells Jacob he he's proud of him and stuff. It was a, it was a cool moment, sad but also cool at the same time. But I just want to point out to the listeners out there, they are junior and sophomore, I believe. So they are junior and sophomore red shirt. They will be they they have a chance of being back in the tournament next year if you see Eastern Washington. Not only should you eye those Grove brothers for a potential pit snuggle award winner, <laughs> but maybe frisky, maybe frisky in the first round too. So uh, speaking of the, the Groves brothers, uh, did you know, so I, I, I looked and I could only find one other set of brothers that have ever scored more in a college basketball game together than they scored in that game. Um, which, so it was 58. The uh, O'Brien twins scored 63 points for Seattle U versus Idaho state in 1953. Wow. That's a deep even step. I, yeah. Even I wasn't around. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they uh, they were a kick-ass set of 5'9 basketball-playing white boy twins that I went on to go play basketball or baseball together in the pros. So, Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Anyway. Yeah. No, I was glad to get to see those guys play and, and really, really uh, enjoyed watching them. And, you know, another guy that he's just he's just too good – it, and he's out of the tournament now, but Luke Garza, boy, that guy, that guy for Iowa, he can play his big ass off. And I'm saying big because he's <laughs> huge. He's a big, tall man. Um, and he, you know, he he's too good being the, what is it, the Naismith Player of the Year or whatever. Yeah, uh, being the back-to-back Player of the Year. Player of the Year. <laughs> he's too good for a Pitt Snoggle Award. But boy, as a big man, does he play play well. I'm trying to see if I noticed anyone else that had a potential. Baylor has a guy. I don't quite remember his name. He has a shot at it just because he he does a lot of the dirty work. And and that's kind of what you have to do to, to become a pit snoggle. Uh, let me see if I can pull up his name real quick. While you're looking, uh, do you remember that Travion somebody? Uh, they got- Travion Williams for Purdue. Purdue. He's also maybe too good. Yeah, maybe too good. But, boy, he looked good playing that high post uh position really enjoyed watching him play his one game does um does the guy I was, while i'm looking at baylor they have a guy named uh mayor matthew mayor or meyer it's i think it's mayor but he's the one with the mullet does he have a shot just because of mullet? he's kind of a score he's not really he's a shooter so i don't know if he really is pit snoggly but he he has the look with the with the party in the back mullet going <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen him yet kevin i'll, I'll have to uh, address that address that later i haven't been able to see him i'll tell you a guy that i thought last night i saw a little bit the guy from oregon uh amoria amori or i don't know how to even say his name uh but he's a down low player had 17 points six rebounds five uh assists and he was dominating for a little bit uh under the boards in that in that iowa game uh but of course because garza plays outside a lot too you know he he'll shoot from outside i wish i could o m o r U-Y-I. Omorye, maybe. I think that's probably right. Omorye. And there, there's also another – I'll throw one more out there that I just remembered. And he has a shot because I think they're going to be playing for quite a while. But it's Andrew Timmy. It looks like Time. He has a shot because I'm sending you a picture in the chat of our uh, Skype call here. He has a mustache that instantly puts him in – a, a potential pit snog award. Do y'all see that picture in the chat? Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. He, he, he also, he dropped 33 and 11 in their second round win. So he, he can kind of score, but he also can go for two points. And he, he's similarly to Crutwig. They asked him after the game that apparently the reporter told him that they spoke to his mom and his mom says that after the after the first weekend, he's shaving that crap off his face. <laughs> and he said after after two hundred thirty three points, mom might be cool with him keeping around for another weekend or two. <laughs> yeah, 
So who does he play for? Who does Timmy play for? Gonzaga. Oh, he's a Gonzaga guy. Oh, yeah, he's going to play for a while. You're right. So yeah, we'll get a chance to see him probably not just this weekend, but next. Yeah. Um, And uh, just an update for the listener, if you if you don't know, because I know the first weekend was wonky with the game starting on Friday. This weekend also a little wonky. I believe we have the first games on the Sweet 16s played on Saturday and Sunday, and then the Elite Eight game is played on Tuesday. So different than before. It used to be Thursday, Friday, and then I think the Elite Eight game played on Saturday, Sunday. But so it's a, it's a little odd, or it might be. I think it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is the is the games for this next round. That is confusing. I, wow, that is blowing. We tried to look up why. I don't exactly have a good reason why they did it. I think part of it was the first round because they wanted those playing games to not. They used to play the playing games on like Tuesday, and then are sitting around waiting for their next game. And I think they wanted to. There's no. They don't want to have any time for sitting around waiting. They want to get these games played as quick as possible because the longer you wait, the, the more potential for a possible positive test. So, and that throws off the bracket. Um, and then the final four of those back to normal. So you'll have the final four, Saturday two games on Saturday and then Monday. Okay. So, um, so I did that. I don't know if you noticed, but Rick Patino had an appearance in the tournament. Iona, they lost to Alabama in the first round. Yep. And uh, he was asked on the radio show. He was on a radio show, the, the Cameron Mills radio show. And he was asked about, just uh, coaching different schools and like where he'd want to go. And he threw out this quote, just listen, it tickled me. If coach Cal Calipari went to the pros today and Kentucky respectively called me, I would say that's the greatest honor in the world, but I'm happy I'm staying in Iona. I, I love Patino just throwing out, you know, if Kentucky called, <laughs> I'd listen at least. What in uh, the Patino world? Patino is something else. Yeah. You know, Patino is a guy who I, I, <laughs> I'm quietly, I'm not as enthralled with Patino. I mean, he had, he left Louisville on some very rough terms, some really nasty allegations. To that, say the least. To say, that whether he knew of or not, as a head coach, he should have. He definitely should have. So if he didn't, shame on him. And if he did, double shame on him. So I don't know. I've just lost a little respect for Patino. I don't like him like I used to. And I think that comment is kind of <laughs> wonky for sure. Um, Let's see. Dad, is your... I, not, and we don't have to say if a Final Four team of yours is out or not. I, I'm not going to put you on the spot there, but updated Final Four with these sweet with the Sweet 16 set, just right off the dome. What do you got? No, okay, Final Four from these. You're saying? Yeah, from you get to choose from the 16 still in it. All right, this is so just right. throw your bracket might be busted, but now's your chance at redemption. All right, I this this pains me, but I'm going to go with Baylor over Arkansas. So I'm going to go Baylor and Gonzaga up on the top side. So sides. you're going head over, head over heart there. Yep. So I'm going chalk definitely there. And then I'm going to go Michigan, uh, which I think I think possibly that Alabama-UCLA. I think they're getting past Florida State, but UCLA-Alabama is going to give whoever comes out of that top a hell of a run for their money. But I'm going to take Michigan. And wow, in that bottom bracket, the one I think you mentioned earlier is wide open. You know what? That's the bracket that got drunk. The Midwest bracket got drunk. Got early, drunk. And they just they just kept it going. They got an 8, a 12, 11, and then there's the two seed in Houston who almost lost to Rutgers, the 10 seed. It was almost a 10, 11, 12, and 8, which would have been a wonky Elite Eight for that bracket. You know what? I'm going to go, and, and I, I'm not just going with the uh, sentimental favorite, but I think Loyola Chicago has a damn fine chance to come out of that and uh, and be that final four teams, which, which I just gave you – Three number ones and a well and an eight seed that we've already talked about probably should have had a higher seed in Loyola, but so that would be who yeah. I would choose. But beware so, of Arkansas. Beware of Arkansas. They're not done yet. I think it's worth noting that potentially, and for any Loyola Chicago fans, I hope I don't jinx this for you, but Porter Moser, the head coach there, who we we talked about earlier, they were a really well coached team. He, they were really well coached when they made the Final Four before, and he had calls to go to other schools, and he wanted to stay at Loyola Chicago. And I'm just saying there is a path for him to be the Mark View, Mark View, what he did at Gonzaga over at Loyola Chicago. If he can stay there, I mean, you're in Chicago. There's talent in Chicago, and then it's kind of cool talent. already. Like, yeah. They're becoming a cool program. They've already moved up after that last run. They moved up to the uh, – Middle Middle Valley Conference or whatever, so they moved up and and they won that conference tournament again this year. So if he stays there, that could be a turn a team that's always around in the tournament. This might not be a flash in the pan because we already know they made the Final Four and 
they definitely have a shot now after knocking off a one seed. So they're they're interesting to me. Hey, LJ, just curious from your time in Chicago, where where is Loyola Chicago located? Uh, north side, uh, just off the Brown Line. Um, you can see the soccer field think, as you we, drive by. Yeah, I think maybe we walked by it one time when we were up there, didn't we? We walked by DePaul. We, DePaul, DePaul, we definitely we spent some DePaul. time by DePaul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right by that pizza place uh-huh. that we like. Yeah. Hmm. LJ, do you have uh, what's your final four now that we have this week? Oh shit, I I don't know. Um, uh, well, that's why yours is probably going to be right. <laughs> good yeah, question. Let's just roll with it. Um, let's see. I'm looking at Loyola because you know. Let's go. Um, shout out Shot Town. Shout out Shot Town. So that's that side. Um, I'll take Michigan because there's some money on it. Um, yeah. Uh. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I'm just feeling Creighton. Let's go Creighton. Um, Gonzaga, whoa, yeah, big whoa, upset. There's big one ass from upset. the dome. Big ass upset. And then, uh, hmm. Oh, man, I want Arkansas to take it. Um, I'm going to say Arkansas too. takes it. I'm going to say Arkansas takes it. Hell yeah. Okay. That's the four. Like That's the it. four. Hogs in the, Hogs in the final four. I will just, just – uh, to be transparent here, I have a I've shook hands on it. I might have had some uh, liquid courage when I was doing it, but I have a, a, a bet with someone that if Arkansas makes it to the final four, I will do like a one on my head, like buzz cut my hair. <laughs> if they make it to the championship, I will shaving cream and razor bald, like bald head. Oh, so wow. I will happily get that bald head if they go to the championship. But that so there there if you want to root for Kevin being bald. <laughs> Didn't root for Arkansas in the championship. And uh, so, LJ, by the way, you know, he's going back to the office <laughs> for the first time oh. ever. That'll be nice. He walks in his first day. I've got something to root for shame. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you weren't already rooting for Arkansas, you are oh, now. Oh, man. Uh, and let's see. Let's go with my final four. I did yeah, see, what's yours, Kev? Let me hear your final we four. Got a couple Loyola, we got a couple Loyolas in there. I did notice a, a guy that works he, – he's at Sean Yo on uh, – the ring or on Twitter, he's from the Ringer. He had a tweet that really cracked me up. He said, "If Sister Jean wanted to, she could pray for world peace. But she uses her powers for March Madness instead." And I gotta be honest, I respect that so much as a sports fan. Oh my God, when's she gonna become a saint? So, probably, oh, I mean, probably in like tenish years or so, she'll be a saint. Uh, well, the she, saint of bad beats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I let's see, my pick is going to be just to be. A, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with – I kind of want to pick USC but because they really did look great, and yeah. I do maybe have them in the Calcutta. <laughs> maybe. Um, but I'm going to go – all right, Baylor, USC, Michigan, and the 2-3 zone, Bayham, Syracuse. I'm riding by Bayham. Yeah, I thought about that. So USC – all right, what well, – so we all have different – we all have different. So somebody – That's good. Well, I guess we could all just be wrong as hell and, and none <laughs> of us win. But one of us is likely to beat the others in this. We all have Michigan – crap. We all have oh, Michigan in the final four, no. Dad. Oh, well, Can you sell, I hope we're right. you sell that pick? <laughs> if we're right, we'll have a nice dinner on me, guys. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think we're about to wrap up tournament talk. Was there anything else that y'all had from tournament uh, action that y'all wanted to get to, or is that it? Did we get to uh, anything? Before you leave the tournament, Kevin, a real ORU, just, and, and you may know a little bit, their guy, right, is that Max Abmus? Is that. So his name does not, it's not pronounced how it looks okay. at all, which it, thro- it throws me off every time. His name's pronounced. Asmus. Asmus. Okay. Which doesn't make sense because it's A-B-M-A-S, but I mean, hey, well, it's your name. You pronounce it how you want to. So it's Max Asmus, who was the leading scorer in the regular season. Points well, per game. Well, but the then I'm seeing that. So he scored 29, uh, 5, and 3 in the first game, 26, 2, and 7 in the second. Who is this Obanor? Obanor or whatever. O- O'Banner. O'Banner. O- O'Banner is his name. And yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm killing these names. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but... I mean, yeah, he's outscored him in both games. He, I've watched him, and he, he's good because he's jacking up these threes, and he's hitting a ton of them. And they kind of have that one-two punch, which makes you think they might have a shot. Let's see. He's a junior from Houston, Texas. Oh, and Max Asmus is a sophomore from Rockwall, Texas. Shout out Texas here, making yeah. some noise. 
Oh, Banner on the year. Okay, he averages 19 and 9, so he's a good player. So this isn't a fluke, but wow, those guys are putting up points, and he's done it. His his two games in the tournament are 20, 30 against Ohio State and 28 against Florida. Wow, so he's he is balling. You know, I'm I'm really anxious to watch that game because they're playing my beloved Arkansas, and I hope they're a little cooler in the next game. I would imagine that he's going to get, and he might he might outdo him. I don't know, but he's going to see a lot of Justin Smith uh, come Saturday. They're, they're both six eight, about the same weight. There, that that's going to be the matchup that I think will be really interesting. Now looking at it for that game, I really hope the Razorbacks can pull I, it out. But ORU might be the team of destiny. That reminds me, I do have oh, a one I more hope tournament thing. Um, What's up? I do have one more tournament thing. Uh, did you know that halfway through this last weekend, the highest scoring bracket on ESPN had gotten in the first round, thirty of thirty-two games correct, but their national championship. Texas versus Ohio State. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so they're killing it, except for the two win. national yeah, They can't days. win. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, but I do want to ask, uh, you mentioned Ohio State. We were talking about Oral Roberts. So the two seed got knocked off by 15. It doesn't happen that often. So when it happens, you typically remember. So like I'm thinking Duke lost to Lehigh, uh, a, a couple other ones, Florida Gulf, Florida. Arizona got Fox? beat by some number. Arizona got beat by a 15 seed. They were the first one I remember. When it happens, you typically remember, at least you go like, oh, I remember, I, even if you don't know who they lost to, you're like, oh, I, Michigan State one time lost as a two seed. You kind of just remember it happened. For Ohio State fans out there, we know the Big Ten's been a tough run for y'all, but with Oral Roberts now winning again in the second round, does it now shift the conversation to where it's not – Ohio State lost to a 15 seed, but just Oral Roberts is the team of destiny in this tournament. The they lost by three points stories. to a good team that's on a hot streak. Yeah, that makes it a lot better, I'd have to imagine. I think if you are an Ohio State fan, you're rooting hard for Oral Roberts because the more they win, at least it doesn't seem like such a disappointment because they were – a lot of people liked them in this tournament and lost in the first weekend. Is Pops, uh, it was Santa Clara that beat wow, Arizona. I don't know, though. Yeah, I see that now, and, and there's been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I see nine total going back to ninety-one. Uh, Fifteen seeds that have beat two. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, there were no well. Very interesting. Five years before that, there wasn't even a fifteen seed in any bracket. So yeah, I don't know. I was going to say Ohio State. Yeah, they're rooting for Oral Roberts to win, but that's like, I mean, kissing your sister, but your sister's hot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Well, that's, well there's the episode still. title. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bet you didn't think that was getting dropped this week. <laughs> Let's see. So you mentioned, I'm just looking at the stats. Oh, Banner and Acemas alone average 53 points per game, just those two. So that that's quite a bit. So if you can knock out, if Arkansas can take one of those guys out of the game, not necessarily both, but one, I would say it's a very good shot to win, but uh, easier said than done after looking at how they did in the first two rounds of the tournament. Boy, you would think a good coach could take one of those guys out, though. You know, um, let's hope Musselman is that coach. Well, Texas Tech is a high-flying, high-scoring basketball team, right? And they they held them down to 66 hey, points. They did. McClung is their guy, and McClung was held, I think, nine points in that game. On like two for 11 shooting. It's possible. So if they can mimic that with Acemas, maybe. Um, as we wrap up, uh, do y'all want to touch on, uh, is anything happening in the NFL with some of the free agent signings intrigued you at all? I, I don't know. I, the one thing that is interesting, interesting is the wrong word probably, but just news that it's hard not to notice. And it's, it reminded me once again, when you see a story kind of develop, it might be in your best interest to just wait before you throw your your hot take out on the internet, which nobody does that nowadays, but the, the Deshaun Watson news, I don't know what to think about it. So as we're recording, I don't know what to make of that. Yeah. We're recording this on Tuesday, Tuesday night. And as of now, another four people have filed a lawsuit that makes 16 lawsuits filed against the Texans quarterback for different things of sex, sexual assault. So I don't know what to think. I mean, it, there's a lot of people when this first started surfacing, it was like one or two. And apparently the attorney for these women are, is someone who's close friends or some kind of associate with the McNairs, the owners of the Texans. So a lot of people are like, Oh, this is a smear campaign. This is ridiculous. With it getting up to 16. It, yeah. 
either this is the biggest smear campaign I've ever seen or we need to think about, I don't know. It's just a lot to, I don't want to take any credit away from any woman standing up and, and saying, uh, saying what happened if something did happen. But I think this is just a lesson to everyone out there. Let's just wait till the facts. Let's wait till the facts come out before you make your stance on, oh, they're smearing Deshaun Watson or Deshaun Watson's a terrible guy because we just don't know. And 16 is a high number. So I, I just, I don't know what to think about that news. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I lean to that's a pretty big bummer, but, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not trying to make a judgment on anybody. It's none of my damn business. Um, and if it turns out to all be true, then I hope everybody gets, you know, whatever closure they need. And if it turns out to all be false, I hope that that gets dealt with properly as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a rough story. That's a rough story. Boy, exactly what LJ said, but it just, everything you hear about Deshaun Watson, he's this upstanding, great guy. I mean, I've never heard a, a negative thing about him. And then for this many people to come out you have to think where there's that much smoke there is some fire and uh i guess i'm like both of you guys i'm i want to hear what happens i'm 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 gonna sit back and hear what happens and i mean if he did that stuff then boy i have a very different opinion of him Uh, Uh, and 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 i do find it hard to believe that 16 women would come out falsely yeah you know i I agree uh, this is weird and i'm anxious for it to come to a conclusion yep I, I think LJ said it best. I, I'm on the stance of if it's true, then I'm glad they came out, and I hope mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson's dealt with. If it's not true, I hope they are dealt with. Whatever. Yeah. And that that's all I'm going to say because I just don't have a – whatever. I'm just let the truth yeah. be, come out. Um, And then while we're on a, a sad note, I think it is worth noting I, my heart and thought – I think I speak for both of us, but any family that was impacted or really anybody in the Boulder area yes, in Colorado after yeah. yet another shooting, I mean, just – really sad and, and tough to see. And I, I don't know if this helps, but I know we're thinking about him and our thoughts and prayers yep. are with every family impacted either with loss of life or just mentally being there. That's yeah. tough. Very scary. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that will wrap up our pod. Uh, man, I'm excited with another, another round of the inside tournament coming up next week. Of course we'll be, I, I, I speak for myself at least, I'll probably uh, do another weekend of just sitting on that couch and not moving much at all, except for maybe to go to the bathroom, maybe to grab a drink here and there. Oh, guys. I won't even have to worry about food. I'll just order that it That hot What's tip up? about the time, the TV timeouts is just the key information oh. that I don't, I mean, oh my God, that's such it's information. Good you're like, what was I doing without knowing <laughs> oh that? Oh my before? gosh, that changes the way you watch anything. Oh man, that's so good. <laughs> Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. So revisiting some of our uh, seating of things that suck and are awesome about the NCAA tournament. LJ hit one dead on with the, I saw there was a couple of upsets that happened and I'm like, my bracket is on fire. But then I realized, oh, except for I did pick Ohio State to go to the final four and Texas to the final four. Never mind. Like, there is that, it's that, it's that roller coaster emotions where you're like, hell yeah, I picked that upset, that upset, that upset. And then you realize your final four teams are all yeah. out. So it definitely. And then the TV timeouts, we were sitting there watching the games pops. Uh, and I don't remember if it was Dylan or Jared, two friends of the pod. And either one of them was like, they were about to go use the bathroom. And they're like, wait, if I, isn't there, if I wait just a little bit longer, when's the TV timeout? And you were like, 12 more seconds after <laughs> at the next dead ball after this, and you got a break. And sure enough, he got a dead ball, used the bathroom, didn't miss a lick of the Arkansas-Texas Tech game. Well, what a public service uh, we made I'm for all this. I mean, that's what we're I love to for. learn, that's, and y'all learn to bring so. <laughs> And then, of course, if you are going to do any – if your bracket's busting, you're going to do any gambling on the uh, tournament – Bet online is the place to do it. And if you sign up today, they have a 50% deposit bonus for you. Just looking at it, Dad, they have some futures on teams to win the tournament. Um, outside of ones and two seeds, which are, I mean, the ones you would think are up there, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, Houston, Alabama. Those are the top teams favored. Outside of the ones and twos, Loyola Chicago is the next highest. Really? To win the whole damn thing, plus 1,600. And then Florida State, Arkansas is next at plus two thousand. So, so you're saying there's, there's a, a chance? chance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm excited. We'll we'll be back. We're gonna watch the the games this weekend. We'll be back with an update on the. I I think I just assume that everyone watching the tournament's just going. Who is now leading the Pitsnoggle rankings? That I, I, I be, have yeah. to know the, that information. The nation's asking, and we don't have an answer yet. We just don't. 
<laughs> we do know that the, I think the the leader, at least in the clubhouse, is the the he still holds the title, but Cameron oh, yeah. Crutwig. Yeah. And, but but it's not it's not over. This thing is not over yet. No. We've seen crazier things yeah. happen. I'm like so, you. The like, leader at the turn is Crutwig for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He's leading at the turn. But so as you're watching, and as you're watching, if you happen to see someone that we're not mentioning that needs to be, needs to have his name mentioned, we. We do not want to do that person disservice because this is a big time award. I some I think they're mostly going for a national championship, but then other than that, it's the Pitsnogger Award. So this is a big yeah, it's the deal. highest individual so award you, you can get. Someone, There's the most outstanding player, but that's right. one step below the Pitsnogger Award winner. So <laughs> correct. So if you see someone that needs to have their name mentioned, they need to get their shine, their one shining moment, if you will. <laughs> please let us know on Facebook, Twitter, or leave us a show review and just tell us, hey. You need to shout out my man. You need to talk about O'Banner more over at Oral Roberts. Whoever it may be, you tell us, and and we'll at least we'll at least give we'll give that man a look, and we'll see what if he deserves to be up there. Um, guys, we'll be back next week to wrap up another round of uh, tournament. Oh, so there's going to be game on Tuesday night, so that might throw off our recording schedule. I, we don't know exactly when we'll record next <laughs> week, but we'll probably be doing it on brains bleeding from too much basketball and no sleep but we'll be here for you the <laughs> listeners make sure you're following us on facebook twitter just type just press play podcast and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast over on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher wherever it is we're there just subscribe leave us a right review it really does help pops lj i'm about to go into a little coma to try to recover <laughs> and get ready to do it all over again next weekend <laughs> all right peace the day is here already peace did we didn't mention pops? Did you have a favorite thing? Yeah, uh, didn't make I, it. I actually got a couple of different ones, but you want me to save them or you want me to give? I want one? one. I want one. Yeah, I really want one. Okay. It's, a week's not. A week hasn't been a good week until I have at least one thing that was your favorite thing. You okay. Well, here, here's here's my favorite thing that you get on the pod. Um, I got a couple of new pair of blue jeans the other day. Tammy bought okay. me a couple of new pair of blue jeans from um, uh, Old Navy. Okay. And they're they're you know not boot cut but so I guess straight legs so you know you can wear shoes with them or whatever. But what I noticed with these pair of jeans, like the last couple of new jeans that I bought, the zipper is the zippers. Are they making them shorter than they used to be? I mean, used to when you unzipped, you know, to go to the bathroom. Uh, because a lot of times I just no no but I mean you yeah, know what I'm saying the I can't imagine why one would unzip ever a quick a quick digression uh, the, the flies on underwear are just useless you pull the waistband down when you go to the of bathroom, course yeah right? but, so I don't know why they put the, the flies you know, oh it's blah, just blah, like blah. pockets so you can you keep things down there you well. you can join us. well yeah anyhow anywho <laughs> but what I've noticed uh, is the zippers you know where they may used to been eight inches long they're like Four and a half, or something like that. And eight inches just seems long. Well, I, maybe I'll have to go measure to get the huh. exact length. But every, every inch matters on the zipper. Hey, I always think of uh, what was that show that uh, Frank's had beans, Frank's had beans. You know, uh, something about Mary. Something about Mary. Something yeah. about Mary. And so, you know, you want your zipper to be oh. wide open <laughs> and, and let things go. And they're getting shorter, not longer. <laughs> so, I, wonder I will say. I have the a pair only of pants one, that, Am I the well, only one that's noticed? So the this? the internet has noticed this. I'm I'm seeing right now. You're not the only one. Weird. Oh. No one knows why though yet. Kevin, you're about to say something. Well, I have like um, a, a, a pair of jeans, just a pair of jeans where I feel like the zipper's really short. The other ones I haven't noticed that, so I don't think it's an uh, it's a a problem that's really taking over the world. But I do think I have noticed it. And if LJ saying the internet notices, sounds like you're not alone. Pops. I'm telling you the last four pair of jeans that I bought have short zippers. They just have shorter zippers and I don't get it. And um, it, I mean, it, quite frankly, uh, it bothers uh, me. All I can tell you is that in 2013, someone went to ask Andy uh, and posted in their forum and uh, asked why zippers have gotten so much shorter and they got probably a thousand responses of I don't know but I have the same problem so you're not alone here this is a real according to askandyaboutclothes.com this is a real problem 
Ask Andy. Huh. Now I'm sitting here. Now I'm sitting here. I'm actually on this Ask Andy. I'm just reading the forum about different people's thoughts on why this possibly could be. It, interesting is what I will say. <laughs> Uh, All right, I think that wraps us up, guys. We will catch you next week. Peace out. Peace. Peace. So uh, I'm excited, by the way, about Kyle Fuller um, going to the Broncos. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was a really good a good signing. I'm I'm really intrigued by the Patriots just spending a shit ton of money, but I mean I guess they're not giving quarterback hardly anything, so might as well spend it. What do y'all think about Philip Lindsay getting let go? I kind of hope he. Yeah. I wouldn't mind for the Cowboys to somehow get out from underneath Ezekiel Elliott's contract and get Phil Dunsey for that cheap. That sounds awesome. I think he's probably but, like one of the top five number two backs you could possibly have. And I think, I know he's got injury problems. I think he could be a lead back. I don't know. He's a little on the I like him. I think he is good. small. He is small. But I think he's too good to not have a team. So I, he'll, he'll get somewhere. And what he'll do, I would, ooh. The Bucks would be interesting because they can kind of oh, catch a little bit. Him yeah. with Tom Brady would be. Oh, I'd be so I'm mad. hearing rumors he that they're really going to go after somebody to catch, like James White, I think, is out there. And so it reunite James White and Tom Brady. I'd be okay with that. that I'd be, be so mad if Philip Lindsay was a Buccaneer. Oh, I'd be so mad. You just don't want to see him win it? a title with Brady? No. <laughs> no, he'd be a Buck. Yeah, but who was the guy that the Bron- that the uh,